Hey friends, I wanted to give you mamas a quick little tip that really a couple of quick mom tips because I have seen some real mama struggles on some of um, the, the places I've been and some of the moms I've been talking to and listening to, they are sharing some of these struggles that are things that I dealt with a while back and how I handled them was it really cut down on how much it didn't drag out the problems. So listen into this episode for some quick information that can help you, especially if you are a mom of littles. Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. So when I had little toddlers and younger children and even still with my older children, one of the things that I started doing a long, long time ago when they were little is we did cleanup before they ate. We got ready for the day before they ate. Um, if they are <laughs> refusing to get ready, uh, even this morning with my younger two children, um, they were taking their time getting ready. And so instead of getting to eat their favorite bowl of cereal, they had to grab a cold bagel to run out the door because they didn't have time to eat before school because they had taken their time playing and going in the Lego room and doing different things instead of getting themselves ready fast enough. They didn't get to eat until they were done with what they needed to do so we could leave. So many moms have complained about struggling to get kids to help do chores or how to get the playroom cleaned up or how to keep their rooms neat. And the number one way to do it is to do it throughout the day. You don't just get to leave the room as messy as possible all day long and then, you know, or all week, you just have a trashed room, then it's overwhelming to clean up because it, it's just too much for a child to look at and clean up and be able to manage that. So cleaning it up throughout the day before meals, they put their clothes away, they pick up their things off of the floor, they tidy their bedrooms, they take care of the animals, whatever specifics they your child needs to do. We do those before meals and before bedtime. So we do their bedrooms cleaned up before, like when they're getting ready for school, they are also cleaning their bedroom. They are putting their clothes away. They are making their bed. They are getting their books from the night before, put back on the shelf, and they are tidying up their bedroom before they leave for school. Before they leave their bedroom to go get breakfast, they have tidied their bedroom. Voila, done. Then they do it again. If they're home during the day, they will do it again before lunch. Again, before dinner, they will clean up the rest of the house. Typically, the bedrooms don't get messed up in the afternoons. They play video games and whatever after school. So they are not typically in their bedroom. So we will do their bedrooms before they leave them in the morning and then before bed at the end of the day. So those two times for the bedrooms. And then before lunch, we will tidy up the rest of the house and 
before dinner, we will tidy up the rest of the house. So whatever chores need, whatever toys they messed up, whatever animal care needs to be done, whatever their specific chores or messes are throughout the day, truly having them get those accomplished before a meal, they have a motivation, they have a time frame that it needs to be done in. And having that time frame of, okay, well, your plate is getting cold. You need to hurry up and come sit with us uh, for dinner. Those are things that really do make a big difference. And then um, one of the other mom tips that I have is when I had a young toddler that was just, you know, when you're trying to fix dinner and stuff and they just are having tantrum after tantrum and they just it's becoming like a habit of something like they're having trouble communicating or something and they are just laying on the floor and having a tantrum or holding onto your leg or just following you around having a tantrum. I would pick that child up and place them in a comfortable chair. We had a, like a club chair that had the arms and that was leather and it would, that's what I used for my children when they were little Um, but we did a comfortable chair that they couldn't knock over and they couldn't move around with them. And we did the cranky chair. So when they were having that meltdown, I would just pick them up, place them in the cranky chair and let them know when you're ready to use your words or when you're ready to stop fussing or be quiet or talk nicely, whatever words you need to use for your family, I would tell them that they can get up when they're happy but we're not gonna be fussing like this and walking around the house. You need to do that in the cranky chair. And the, some of the funniest things that we had, my youngest one was absolutely hilarious with this. She would smile with tears streaming down her face, like forced smile. I happy mommy, I happy. (laughs) Boo hoo hoo, just crying with the forced smile and tears streaming down her face, telling me she was happy so she could get out of the cranky chair. (laughs) Um, But it wasn't like a timeout. They can get up whenever they are finished crying, however long or short that is. And there's no time limit to it. But if they get up and they start fussing again, you take them right back to the cranky chair and remind them you need to be happy to get up so you can get up when you're happy. I don't want to hear that sound that hurts my ears. You need to stay in this chair and just talk to them calmly, even if they're not listening um, because they're having a tantrum, but just do it consistently. And if they get up and they're still having a tantrum, you just take them back over to the cranky chair and sit them back down and over and over again. And it took about a week before my kids really got it when I first started implementing it somewhere around a year and a half to two years old when they're walking and communicating enough that you can that you know they understand what you're doing. A six month old, this is not gonna work. First of all, they could fall out of the chair having a tantrum. That's not gonna work for someone that small, but around a year, year and a half, when they are able to climb up and down from the chair safely, communicate enough to really understand what you're talking about. And I've done this all the way up until they were in kindergarten. Uh, Usually right before kindergarten, they're communicative enough they can explain and understand that that to not fuss around there around things and kids go through stages I remember with my two-year-old when we moved with a two-year-old she was going back through a stage where she was whining and having a tantrum instead of using her words but 
most of the time when you have a big life change, like a move or a new sibling or whatever, there's some regression that happens with your toddlers and it's normal. And also anytime they're not feeling well, you have to go back through the stages of learning. Like you have to just remind them this is, you need to talk nicely, uh, use your words <laughs> because when you're not feeling your best, you just go for what's easiest. And it's so much easier to whine and fuss to get what you want instead of composing yourself and having self-control and asking nicely. It is for me, it's easier <laughs> even still to not have self-control and not use my words as nicely as I should when I'm not feeling my best. But this is how I've handled it with toddlers, with um, my older kids as they get older. I send them to their rooms until they want it to be, you know, you're going to be kind to people. So you need to stay by yourself until you're ready to be kind to others. And that's kind of how I've addressed it with my kids all the way through. And sorry, I, um, I just really wanted to share that with you guys because I know for some people, you didn't have experience with kids growing up. I grew up with five kids younger than me. My mom always babysat. I worked at daycares. I learned these things and I learned to watch for the signs of what's going to happen. You know, the, the precursor to the tantrum when you can tell they're starting to get frustrated before they've had that meltdown. If you can catch it, then you've solved your problem, but there's a lot going on. And when I had more and more kids, it was more, you know, there were different things that I couldn't watch for in a bigger space. You know, when you're working at a daycare, you're all in one area together and you can still see everyone at the same time, but in a home, they're in different rooms. So sometimes you aren't able to see it, even if you know what to look for and you have a tantrum to deal with or a bad attitude or whatever that has to be dealt with. So I hope that these were some helpful tips for you mamas uh, that may be struggling with some of these things. And if you like this episode, please share it with some of your friends. Let them know uh, that this, you know, let them help you know, get this out to other people as well because it really does you sharing the podcast you leaving a review for the podcast especially on apple podcast writing a review like a written review and the stars the five star reviews those push the podcast out to more and more people it helps um with the algorithms for it to be ranked differently the more reviews it has the more shares it has and the more listens it has. So the more people that get to listen to the podcast, the more, um, the podcast companies will share it as well. They'll put it higher in their list. It could be down at the bottom or it could be up at the top, depending on how many people share it. So I hope that you guys will share this with your friends. I hope that you will leave me a review. If you have not already left me a review, I would so appreciate you leaving a review, just a written review on Apple Podcasts. And if you don't have an Apple product, borrow someone's and use it, or uh, you can even do it. Uh, I think there's a way to do it from a website. But again, I am not a very technically technical stuff is just not my specialty, but I really love your reviews. They mean so much to me and they really do encourage me to keep putting out these podcast episodes and to keep 
sharing these things that I have learned from my life and that I have learned through helping others. And I hope that you would leave a review and I really pray that you will share this with some people that you know and help others to find this. And I hope you guys have a great day and I will be praying for you and I hope you have a wonderful week. Love you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?